I think any strategy should have these key foundations and it's very simple. I use it every single day and I don't take a trade unless I have it. And one of them is, I'm telling you, this is after hundreds of Zoom calls with people and them asking me questions and hundreds of you know messages back and forth in the DMs with traders. And I just, I came to the conclusion. This is as simple as it gets without getting too technical or too inclination. And it's simply just you pass any funded account, you're getting a nasty payout with any firm and you are making more money than any of these hedge funds out there. The only thing that's changed from then to now is just the risk to reward. I think at the beginning, I was just really cutting my profits at a one to two sharp. Now I can hold that to like a one to eight if I really wanted to. From the moment that I got now this new mentor and this person that's teaching me, I never back tested ever again. And I think it could have been one of the best things that I could have done because... I don't care if it has 25,000 dojis or shooting stars. I don't care. It needs to have the engulfing because that's literally what's confirming to you that it's rejecting the spot. My goal was to just simply stay above the starting balance. And obviously that took about 15 tries to happen. As soon as I, by the end of the month, I stayed positive. I'm like, all right, cool. Now the next step is to try and pass this thing. Episode 252. Folks, we've got Alex G in the house today. Now, he grabbed my attention when he took $100 to 300K. He was aiming for a million. Now, what I wanted to do was dive under the hood of the strategy that he used to get himself there and make $2 million in one year of trading. So, folks, you're going to find out all of that in this epic interview with Alex coming up in a second. Now, before we dive in there, just some other things going on here at Trading Nut. Just to remind you, we've got the live streams hitting the London and New York sessions. So if you want to check those out, go and find them on the YouTube channel. We've also got the Blue Guardian Challenge happening as well. We've got four traders taking on that challenge. You can find out how we're all getting on, including myself, in video updates along the week. We've also got the Mystery Trader over there on that Telegram channel. So go and check that out. Uh, he's dropping trade ideas over there as well. And we've got the Merch Pack giveaway Black Bull. So if you do want to get your hands on the trader keys that they're giving away as part of this Merch Pack, then yeah, all these links are under underneath the video and podcast description. So go and check them out whilst you're listening to this awesome episode with Alex. So let's dive in and hear from him now. Our sponsor Blue Guardian is the only prop firm that gives their traders a tool to protect them from hitting their max daily loss and over trading. It's super simple to use. Just set the Guardian protector each day from your dashboard. Did you also know that they've just released an unlimited time evaluation with a zero trading days requirement, giving you plenty of time to hit their low 8 and 4% targets, making it super fast to get funded. Plus, it's cheaper than the 40-day time limit evaluation. Check out the link and coupon in the description to get 10% off your next Blue Guardian evaluation. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Alex G in the house. Uh, he's been around the traps for a long time. I've, I've seen him around, and I thought, oh, let's get him on the show because I know he's doing a lot of challenges at the moment, uh, challenging himself to pass prop firms, to, to grow personal accounts. And uh, he's one of these guys where you look at his Instagram and go, what the hell? Like he's living that sort of trader lifestyle. So we'll dive into that as well and really unpick it. So welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you, Cam. Thank you for having me. Well, look, um, to start off with, let's get give the guys a bit of background as to like how everything started for you, how you got into things, where did it all begin and, and how did you find your feet in trading? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely it started around 29, like I think it was early, late 2018, early 2019. And it was pretty much how everybody comes around trading. It was the whole IML stuff. Uh, you know, I got recruited by one of these guys and, you know, I went to one of the events, got sold on the pitch and pretty much I was part of their whole circle for, I think about two months, realized they weren't into trading. They were just, you know, the whole social media marketing guys, you know, it is what it is. Then after that, I just drove straight into YouTube, you know, YouTube Academy. I tried to pretty much piece a bunch of people's strategies together. I would just search up on YouTube, how to trade Forex. How do I start trading it? Um, what do I do? What don't I do? What's a chart? What's a pip? Like, what are all these stuff? And it was probably trial and error for about a year, year and a half. until so I finally decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm done wasting my time. I'm just going to buy somebody's course. And I ended up buying some course from some guy over in the UK. Uh, I feel like I was very fortunate that I only ended up buying his education and just sticking to it because a lot of people feel like they make a mistake where they buy a bunch of different people and they get all this noise and they don't know what to do. For me, it was just a bunch of noise from YouTube. And then it didn't make any sense at all because I, was, I realized to myself, I'm like, well, Clearly, I'm just listening to too many stuff. So let me just pick on one person and let me just stick to it. So I got that around probably year two almost. And then year two and a half is where I then, you know, got my first payout and everything else is history. And so so who was the 
guy in the UK that you bought the course from? It was some some UK trader. He's not big. Just the way he was explaining. I don't even remember his his at or whatever it is. Like I remember that I just saw him on Instagram. He popped up on a reel, and I was never on Instagram. I was never a guy that would just be on Instagram. I was always YouTube. My thing was I would whenever I wanted to learn something, I would just go straight to YouTube. So then one day I was seeing some guy's YouTube video. And he's like, "Oh, go check out my Instagram where I post daily trades." And I started following this one trader. And then little did I know that there's a shit ton of traders on social media. I'm like, all right, cool. So that's where I started, you know, following a bunch of traders. And then this guy popped up one day randomly. And then for some reason, he's just what connected with me the most because I liked to swing trade versus the scalper to day trade. And he was teaching swing trading and it just connected. I mean, it just made mm -hmm. the most sense. And so can you remember the things that you learned there and, and how many of those you still apply today? So, I mean, I think I still apply about 80% uh, of everything that I learned from that day, uh, from the time that I learned, which was, it's very simple. My strategy is very simple and I encourage everybody to at least have these key foundations in the strategy. I think any strategy should have these key foundations and it's very simple. I use it every single day and I don't take a trade unless I have it. And one of them is I don't take a trade unless I have two time frames in sync. It could be the weekly and the daily or the daily and the four hour. Any time frame below that is for my entries. I only need the weekly and the daily or the four hour and the daily to be in sync in order for me to take a trade. The second thing is I need to be buying at a solid area of interest. Area of interest needs to have more than three touches and above. And the area of interest has to be from the daily time frame and above because it's simply respected more compared to the four hour, two hour, one hour, 30 minute, 50 minute. All right. Keep in, keep in mind, I'm intraday and then swing trading as well. I could also day trade. So I move that around. So rule one, two time frames in sync. Rule two, have to have a strong area of interest. And then rule number three is wait for the shift of structure at the area of interest with your entry signal. That's it. That's literally what my strategy can consist of. Obviously, along with a little bit more of like, you know, my sprinkle here and there and lessons, but that is literally all you need to succeed. Now, now what I want to do is dive back in and, and find out how you got to that point where, because I mean, there's a lot of lot of sort of hurdles you have to come overcome or most people have to overcome or at least stumble them their way into and they can't yeah. get past, um, including myself. Like, so how did you, how did you sort of go, right, this is the only thing I'm going to stick with i'm not going to go to anything else so like avoid the strategy hopping what was the what was the key for that in the in the instance early instance great question so i mean i saw a chart going down and i just wanted to sell or i thought it was the bottom and i wanted to buy it at the bottom because i thought it was going to stop or i saw a chart going up i'm like you know what's about to stop it has to come back down and kind of you know doing that for about a year you realize that that doesn't work so um ended up just learning the fact that you have to just trade with the trend. It's so simple to just follow the continuation then catch against it. Because, you know, as traders, we want to have a very tight, a very, a very small stop loss and amazing risk to reward just so it's like perfect entry and then boom, that stuff kind of never happens. So I, I, I guess that was one of the main things. Just go with the trend. That was one of the simplest things that stick with me. It's, it's, it's funny, hey, I mean, like, I am I suffer from it, like, going against the trend is just, I think, and I know, like, a number of other traders where you just want to go against the trend for whatever reason it, it is, um, you think it's going to reverse, it's a human psychology thing, maybe, it's like, it's come down yeah. so far, well, it's got to go back up, it's, um, gotta go it's, back up. it's not going to go any further, Um. okay, so, so, uh, I don't know if you really sort of answered my question there, but I was, I was trying to work out, like, why did you not? decide to move on to a different kind of strategy why do you stick with the swing trading the current approach like staying with 80 percent of what you've got what, what what made that resonate with you so much so because i had a job at the time and for me i had limited availability for me to be able to pay attention to the charts and something that the other guys in the chat were doing was the same thing as me they were trading while having a job and the type of way that I trade, you can, or the type of way that I was taught and that I learned, you don't have to be in front of the markets every single day. You kind of just analyze the marks, the markets on Sunday. You put your alarms, your areas of interest, where you want it to hit, where you want the shift of structure, and then you just wait. You just wait for price to get there, have the shift, and then you take it. So the reason why I never left it is because it worked very well around me when I was working a job, because all I had to do was just wait for the notification to pop up on my phone. And then I would simply take the trade then versus if I'm scalping or if I'm day trading, I kind of have to be pinned to the market 
during that session, whether it's New York session or London session. And for me at the time, my only availability was whenever I can kind of just get the notification, get on my phone real quick, take a quick 30 second, 45 second trade. And then that's it. So that was, that was the main reason why is because I didn't have all day to put into the market to be able to just, you know, see every tick of the session. It's, it's already, cause that is kind of like a really good thing because when you do, when people do dive in and go, right, I'm going to, I'm going to trade the, maybe they, even they don't know the sessions, they just going to trade because yeah. they're there. They got time. I'm just going to trade some, some trading and, and they end up just screwing themselves over because it's like, you know, uh, just coming out of Asia or it's, it's New York's just finished or something like that. And it's just a bad time, high spread, you know, it's just, the market's just open. So that is, it's ironic that, you know, you had that restriction and actually I think helped you because it is quite easy when you are trading those high timeframes to get into a nicer rhythm where things mm-hmm. aren't, you know, flustered and stressed and you're not getting interrupted and that sort of thing. So that's interesting. Now, now did you, did, were you able to back test this at all? Cause I listened to a show that you'd done just before this and no, I, nobody really talked about back testing. And I wondered if you'd done that in, in any rigor. How did so that, I, that yeah. So I did the back testing the first year of trading as I'm figuring it out all through YouTube, you know, I'm basically going to back to 2000 and just playing it forward. And I personally felt that that was doing damage to me because I was going through 10 years worth of price in five minutes. Now, that's a lot of time that I'm going <laughs> through a very short period of time. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot. So what that did is that it gave me false expectations thinking that price is going to play out that fast. So I can test out any strategy when I'm back testing. But when it comes to live trading, some people, they can't even hold a trade past two days because they think it's, it's too long. So I did back test before I got into this chat, into this community with these other traders. And then from the moment that I got into that chat, you know, I asked the same question, how everybody would ask, like, all right, can we back test this? Can we do it? And the guy literally looks at me, he's like, fuck, are you going to back test this for? We're going to treat it live. We're going to go back test it. You're going to think it's going to play out that fast. And it's not, you're going to sometimes be a week without trading. And while you're back testing, you don't see that week that you're not trading or two weeks that you're not trading. And then sometimes a trade might take two weeks for it to play out, but you're not going to see that in the back testing that it's two weeks. Like psychologically, it doesn't connect with you. So from the moment that I got now this new mentor and this person that's teaching me, I never back tested ever again. And I think it could have been one of the best things that I could have done because it removed my false expectation on how fast a trade was going to play out. Cause when I'm back testing, I, you know, it happens like that versus in the live market, it doesn't really happen. Like that. For example, this week I was in a trade all week just to hit my stop loss today on Friday. <laughs> you get me? So like that during back testing, it would have happened in a day or I mean, not in a day, like a second. So the back testing for me, and I encourage all traders personally to just hit it live because there's nothing that's going to teach you the patience that you need whether comparing to going live. Now, there's many different, you know, back testing, you know, uh, reasonings maybe for a new strategy and for all that stuff. But for my strategy, I think you don't have to back test. I think the best way is to, to live test it. I mean, so sometimes some strategies are difficult to back test, especially if like you're trying to line up multiple timeframes and you're back testing software may not be able to do that. Or if you're using TradingView, it can be problematic. Um, and it can be, I mean, I've, I've had issues in the past where like, even with a back test, I'd start changing rules and mm-hmm. I would I would like go and go, well, I wouldn't take that one because of X, Y, Z. Or and by the by the start of the back test and the end of the back test, I got a completely different strategy. And it's like, well, oh man, this is 80% win rate. But um yeah. <laughs> but I've got like and now I don't know what my rules are. So yeah. but like I mean, it is controversial because it, I think there's there's a level of confidence that you need to get from any strategy that you go into and even like with some of the the automated ones i've built that you do need that level of confidence so if i was going to test over like let's say three months worth of data and it worked for the next month i would probably still be lacking in confidence it's going to carry on i mean what was the thing that gave you the confidence that like this strategy works I, i i can believe in it i can hold my trades all that sort of stuff was it the community Yeah. So the community that I was in, they would do a call once a week. And basically the the guy that's teaching, he'd he'd give out his market outlook on the top four or five pairs for the week. And every single week when we come the following week to review the trades, they're all playing out. 
week after week after week after week, even though I'm not catching them because I'm still not learning how to, you know, manage my emotions and be patient and actually make the strategy make sense. I'm seeing it happen. I'm literally seeing the last Sunday versus this Sunday. And he said it's going to hit 1.000 and it's going to then go to 1.05, whatever. And it does it. So it was definitely working and other guys in there were making results along with him. And I just knew it was a matter of time until it started making sense to me. So that's the that's the only reason why I kept going, because it's not just a course that they just show you the videos. It's like this guy's here every single week showing you how it plays out time and time again. Folks, Black Bull Markets have 10 merch packs to give away to clients who sign up before the end of the year, including one of these trader keys. So to go in the draw, all you need to do is sign up with the link below this video or in the podcast description, and you'll go in the draw to win. It's that simple. And remember, folks, when you sign up to Black Bull Markets through the trading nut link below, you're going to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. All you need to do is click the link in the description below the video or the podcast. And and so was, was there like a historical um, track record that you could see, and that 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 gave you an additional confidence as opposed to like you know hey look we won last week and the week four what was there something a bit further back that you could go well, like man damn these guys have won for the last two years um, yeah how did so there anything? was yeah there there was the the cause went back for I think it was about a year but there wasn't like an actual account that was scaled. Uh, to with all those trades that were caught, maybe there was. I don't. I don't know. I think this is like three and a half years ago already. Yeah. Um, but what I did know is that when I got on there, um, there was already a year worth of videos, and I kind of you know summarized and I went back and I saw about half of them. And bro, it's every single week that man was predicting what would happen week after week after week on these pairs. So that that's what gave me the the confidence. Where this next week, the next pairs that he's going to explain, they have a very high probability of playing out versus not. Right, right, and so um, uh, going forward from there, like, so you, you, what did you fund your first account with? How did you go down down that funding route? Yeah, so I learned very fast after, as soon as I joined that there is no way to take the percentage route on a small account, right? Because you know the goal is to make five to ten to twelve percent a month, and you're you're balling, right? You're going crazy. But you can't make that same percent on a thousand dollars. It's just it's not going to be as effective. And as soon as I learned that, I found out about funding companies. And then that's where you know they everybody was doing it at the same time. Everybody was taking a challenge, passing them, getting funded. And that's where like, look, bro, instead of you just paying six hundred bucks, instead of you putting a thousand dollars into an account, just pay six hundred bucks and get a funded account, and you can scale it. You get seven thirty profit split. And that's where everything just clicked on me. It's like, bro, if the profit target for the account at the time, it's 10%, why are you looking to now turn $1,000 into $10,000? Just buy the challenge, make 10%, which all you need is 2.5% a week. Now you're funded 100K, you get 70% profit split at the time as well, and you're golden. There's no stress. It's super simple. With one trade a week, you could get a minimum of a 2.5 with no risk. I mean, obviously risk, but no, not not as much stress as trying to flip a thousand dollars to ten thousand. Okay, so so the, okay, so you went down the funded route pretty much pretty 100%. early on, and I think you know, 2020, 2021. I, I think it's kind of just before everything was like really just took off crazy. So there were more options there, and, and it made sense. Now. Um, how did you approach your, your challenges back in the early days? So my goal was to just not blow it. What I didn't want to do was just have to buy another challenge. So my goal was to just stay positive. So I would not have to then buy another challenge and start over. Because if you stay positive, they'll give you another account after the 30 days. Right. And my goal was to just simply stay above the starting balance. And obviously that took about, 15 tries to happen, but that was my, that, that, my goal was to just stay positive. And as soon as I, as soon as I, by the end of the month, I stayed positive. I'm like, all right, cool. Now the next step is to try and pass this thing. So then that took me another 10 tries until I actually got it. And then it was just continued scaling forward. That's quite interesting to stay positive. I don't know if it's a thing now, is it? Because everyone's gone unlimited time uh funding so is that even a thing do you think it's still a thing with like just on a stay positive i suppose it is yeah, because you, you, it's gone it's almost gone isn't it because of yeah yeah bro the, the funding yeah. game but traders now they have it so easy man the, the funding game has changed so much before you just all you had was just buy an account and that's it good luck 
Now you have all these chats. Now you have discounts. Now you have 95% profit split, no trading days, profit yeah. target is 8%. Like the game has changed so much. It's gotten so much easier. And there's still people out there complaining. But to answer the question, yeah, they, right now you just pass or fail. There's no time limit. So you don't have to do what I did last time. Yeah. So so you so you you lost about 15, then you finally started growing. What what happened with the first time you actually passed that? I mean, what kind of risk were you putting on a a trade to to grow this account, let's say 10% within a, a month. What are, what are, what were you doing? So I learned very on that whatever percentage I started, well, I, I learned this after like the second or third account. So whatever percentage I started on the account, I would stick on it. So let's say I would start risking 1%, I would stick on it throughout the whole challenge. If I would stick to 2%, I would stick through it through the whole challenge. Because let's say if I risk 2% or let's say I risk 1%. I win a trade at a one to two risk rewards so and I'm up 2%. And then the next trade I risk 2% and I lose, I'm back at square zero versus if I risk 1%, I would still be up 1%. So meaning I'm still above the starting balance. So I didn't have to start over. So that took me to realize about two to three challenges, I think. And the risk that I would take on these accounts would be anywhere from one to 2%, but whatever percent I would pick, I would stick to that percent throughout the whole challenge. Okay. And so what would that be like? To, when you passed that first one, was that one percent, or did you did go higher? I, I I think it was probably two percent, honestly. 2%, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so so two percent. So if you lost, let's say it was a ten percent drawdown. If you lost five trades in a row, you, you're gone. Um, yeah. yeah. As soon as you get under that eight percent, it's gone. Just just get it. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> you're not you're not gonna bring it back. <laughs> so let's say let's say four four trades in a row, you, you're gone. Uh, I mean, so what kind of win rate were you were you expecting or or getting at that point? So probably I was winning, I think, 40% um, out of the total. And I think my win rate is still about the same. I think I have about a 40, 50% win rate. The only thing that's changed from then to now is just the risk to reward. I think at the beginning, I was just really cutting my profits at a one to two sharp. Now I can hold that to like a one to eight if I really wanted to. Because, you know, it, it was different times. I really needed to pass the challenge. I really wanted to. Now, if the trade gets there, it doesn't. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And so because you're a set and forget trader, right? So you set it yeah. and it's going to either hit take profit or stop loss. You don't take any partials. You don't do any management. Is that still no. 100% the case? 100% the case. It, it's almost a problem sometimes. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it's funny, hey, because it's ironically, when I like, I mean, as I mentioned before, I do a lot of sort of automated testing and stuff. And I noticed that every time you start to trim profits or like move stops or get out with partials it just never works as well yeah the the back test never work i mean you might get a more you might get a you'll get a higher win rate but you'll you won't take as much off the table like you won't take as much money off the table and i suppose on the flip side you might get a higher win rate but you might also be increasing your cost of trading because you're you're getting out more and in more uh, you're not taking as as fewer trades as possible so have you tr have you tinkered with partials and break evens and that sort of thing? Tried it all, man. Um, going to break even at a one to one, closing fifty percent at a one to one, um, closing seventy five percent at a one to two, then moving stops to a one to one. So instead of moving my stop loss to break even, I would move my stop loss up to a one to one risk to reward ratio, and it just doesn't make sense because you're just basing all of that adjustment based off of money. You're not basing it off of the charts, which is what matters. Like, are you placing that new break-even line at a previous lower high structure point? Are you putting it above or under an area of interest? Is it above or under support and resistance level? And the answer is probably not. You're just basing it off of money, the money that is fluctuating up and down in your account. And the markets don't care for that. The market's going to flow however it's going to flow. So I tried it all. And the simplest thing that I figured out was just set a frig. I let it hit your stop loss, let it hit your take profit, and that's it. Don't mess with it in between. And so, how did you, how did you, from a mindset point of view, get yourself in the position where you're like, I'm, I'm just happy for it to, as I saw today in your story, like take a five grand loss for the week, um, and you know, let that across the course of that whole week, just eat through and give you a, yeah. a, 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 yeah. not, a not a great outcome, um, and be kind of, I suppose, at least survive through the week and be happy with that, and not like, you know, let it destroy your your night sleeps and all that sort of thing. So it's definitely different times and it, I'm in a different position financially than I was at the beginning. Um, I can definitely say at the beginning, I like when I got my first payout, 
I never really shifted my mindset. I still had the same mindset, right? Like I need it now. I wanted it. And I just, I would say I, I got into a winning streak and I was, you know, a little bit more patient than not. And I risked the right amount. So everything kind of played out perfectly because two months later, I blew the account. But what I did is that I have enough funds to now where I can relax a little bit and I don't have to be as needy. I don't need to be as aggressive. So what's shifted and what's changed is the fact that I don't need to win this week or next week or next month in order to pay a bill, right? You know, I've, I've set myself financially in a position where I don't have to move a finger for the next five years and I'll be living the same lifestyle mm-hmm. and I'm fine. So what, sh- like the, what changed is not needing the money. You get me? And it's kind of hard to tell somebody to have the same mindset of me of not needing the money when you don't, when you actually need it. So I understand a lot of people out there and it's very difficult. It's, 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 it's so hard to explain, but it's so effective once you actually do it and, it, and, and, and you understand it. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 um, I mean, I suppose it for, for somebody who's, it makes sense, but for, for somebody who is in that position where they do need the money, yeah. Is there anything you could you could impart on them that that may help them with a set and forget kind of approach to trading? Yeah. So I mean, I've and I've thought of this. I've tried to make the most effective YouTube video. I've tried to just make it all in one shot. And and I'm I'm telling you, this is after hundreds of Zoom calls with people and them asking me questions and hundreds of you know messages back and forth in the DMs with traders. And I just I came to the conclusion, right? I, I just I, this is the this is as simple as it gets without getting too technical or too inclination. And it's simply just target 2% a week. And that is it. Just target 2 to 2.5% a week. And that is it. 2 to 2.5% a week, you pass any funded account. You're getting a nasty payout with any firm. And you are more, you're making more money than any of these hedge funds out there. Just target 2% a week. Once you get your 2% a week, you're done. That's it. Leave. And, and that's risking 1%, I'm guessing? 1%, 0.5%, whatever. Just target okay. 2% a week. With 2% okay. a week, you can pass any funding account. And, and so, like, I mean, you talked about, you know, back in the day, you would cut it hard at 2, two R. Um, what do you do now? Like, and how did you progress from that 2 R sort of, like, cut off to, I, I did hear you said, sort of said much higher, like, you know, 6, 7 kind of uh mm-hmm. trades that you're taking i mean what's what was the change from a technical point of view that, that helped you get to those higher r's or was it something else so the one to two risk to reward is something that i placed because i i realized that you need to have a positive risk to reward right but these guys in the chat these guys have been getting one to eight one to nine i was just cutting it short way before that but they right. were holding <laughs> okay. you know what i mean right they were still going all the way i i just wasn't because I didn't, I didn't i wasn't patient enough but what kind of like did it for me was that I like what, what I realized that I can get more risk to reward is I'm trading with the trend. I, I have two time frames in sync. I have the weekly and the daily going bullish. So it's probably going to go up for the next week or two. Why am I cutting it short on a four hour quick higher high? Four hour has to create another higher low. So the daily creates the higher high. So it was a mix of not needing the money. It was a mix of having these guys, you know, paved the way for me and on top of that just seeing it happen time and time and time and time again i would cut my trades at a one to two i would save myself a little bit of a pullback and then i would come check it two days later and i could have made a one to five so seeing that happen time and time and time again is what led me to shifting to that now and and so when you sit and forget now one to five i mean how do you work out where you you forget or like where, where your target is sorry yeah. So very simple. I feel like everything when it comes to trading, I've made it super simple. And it's if you're buying at a weekly area of interest, have a weekly take profit, have a weekly structured point as a take profit. If you're buying at a daily area of interest, have a daily area of interest as a take profit. If you're buying on the four hour area of interest, have a four hour area of interest take profit. And that's it. So I only stick to daily and weekly areas of interest. So my take profits are on daily and weekly structure points. So when you mix that with lower time frame shift and trend continuation, you're pretty much headed in the right way for it to just go up forever down for as long as it can. And so you, uh, you mentioned at the start that you do do some intraday stuff. Is that? Yeah. That's, yeah. And so, like, I mean, with the intraday stuff, I mean, how important are the higher time frame levels that you see like when they're getting hit intraday? Very, bro. Very. So 
let's say I'm let's say I'm trading a pair that has the four hour and the daily bearish, but the weekly is bullish. So the weekly is at a higher high and the weekly has to create a higher low in order to keep going to the upside, right? It's very simple, super technical. We all know that. So now that higher low, there's day trades in that move. So that's where I wait for the daily and the four hour to be in sync in order for me to be able to take a trade for that weekly pullback. So now to your to answer your point for how, how key points are those area of interest, because I know where the weekly has a strong area where it can potentially have the higher low to then head to the upside. So that's where I'm going to have my take profits on the daily and the four hour as I'm taking the shorts to that weekly area of interest. So then it heads up. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so sorry about uh, uh, so it. <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you looking to so say you're taking profits at that area of interest right yeah on an intraday level are you looking to go in the opposite direction at that point because you're like going well if i'm taking profits everyone else is taking profits and this thing's going to go um in the opposite direction in theory is yeah. that the, is that the sort of approach yeah, I mean, when we get like when we get to the technos, I can show it in very. It's super simple, but I only have one trade and one take profit. That's it. And yeah. then I, I like once I trade, it gets there. That's it. It's done. I don't, I don't scale in. I don't add positions. I don't take multiple entries. I take one entry, one take profit, one stop loss. Mm. And so, like as a, uh, I suppose somebody who's who's uh, you know started off in Dunkin' Donuts, and, and I, I'm not too sure what your lifestyle was like before that, but um, how did you? Do you think you had any sort of special traits or, or you're sort of constructed differently as a human that's been able to let you get to this point in life and in trading? So I never, and this is something that I've had my whole entire life. I never, ever, ever give up. So whatever I get into, I'm either going to figure it out and win, or it's going to break before I figure it out. So I'm, I'm, I'm a workhorse. Um, I don't take no for an answer. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to get beat down. So I guess that kind of comes from my family. My, my parents are immigrants from Cuba. You know, they came here without even speaking English and they they figured it out. So I guess that kind of comes from them. They made no excuses that anybody able to, to be successful in, in the eyes of my whole entire family and from what they come from. So I guess a trait that I have or something is I just, I will never give up. I will never stop ever until I get what I want until I succeed. And that is for a simple fact. And have you got an example of that in outside of trading? We did that. So in order for me to get into Dunkin' Donuts, which was the only place that would accept me, I applied at, I think it was 25 different jobs in order for me to get the job at first. Wow. So I needed a job. So I would go wherever I went. So I actually got a couple of jobs before Dunkin' Donuts. That's just the one that, you know, went a lot. I worked at Crocs. I worked at Aeropostale. I worked at uh, like a smoothie, not, uh, like Menchie's. I don't know if you know what Menchie's is. I worked at Menchie's. My sister worked at Menchie's. Um, I worked as a carpet cleaner, but you know, none of the stuff I guess fitted me or they didn't need me as, as best as Dunkin' Donuts did. So I didn't stop until I had a job. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> now, now, now what, what about, uh, this, this, let's call it, um, I mean, I usually say, what does your typical trading day look like? But I mean, it sounds like yours is more a week basis. I mean, how would you construct your trading week so that you, you know, at least take advantage of the opportunities that arise? So every single Sunday I come to the markets and I do the same thing that I was taught. So now I have my community of traders and every single Sunday I get on a call with all of my students and I pretty much just hop on the weekly call and I give them my top three, top four, top five pairs for the week. I put up the areas of interest, the same thing that I was taught that led me to the point where I am now. And I just set everybody up with the pairs that I'm going to be trading, where I want to get in and where I want to get out if it gets there and it gives me my entry signal. So pretty much what I do is every single day, I just wait. I just sit here and I look at it. And once and if price gets there, then I'll sit down here and I'll pay attention to it. And until it, it doesn't get there, I won't sit down here and pay attention to it. So it's very, it's very smooth. It's very uh, easy going. It's almost hard for a lot of people to grasp at the beginning because everybody comes into trading, they come with that work mindset, like where I want to get here and I want to just attack it and you know beat it up. That's not how this works. You kind of just have to wait till the market gives you the best opportunity. And I, I think I was very blessed to have the opportunity to uh, have the approach that it doesn't require my time all the time. It just requires constant monitoring. And what I mean monitoring is just take a quick look at the phone. Is it there yet? It's not. All right, cool. Just wait for it. That's pretty much mm. it. And so so the uh, when it gets to that 
point you get the alert i mean are you just going well right, i'm straight in or are you waiting for stuff to happen at that level yeah so you have to wait for the shift of structure so there's a specific way i wait for a shift of structure and then once you wait for a shift of structure i have to wait for my higher low if i'm buying i have to wait for a lower high if i'm selling and then i have to wait for my entry signal my preferred entry signal is going to always be a bullish or bearish engulfing a morning star formation but it has to have an engulfing without an engulfing i will not take the trade i don't care if it has 25,000 dojis or shooting stars i don't care it needs to have the engulfing because that's literally what's confirming to you that it's rejecting the spot mm -hmm. that it's literally fully leaving the area along with the shift of structure if there's no shift of structure there's no trade and so, so just on the time frame for the engulfing, is that four hour? So I would look for an engulfing from 15, 30 minute, uh, one hour, two hour. So okay. I look for it in any of those four time frames. I usually like to take it, let's say at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., 12 a.m. Because if the one hour engulfs, that means that the 30 minute, 15 minute follow because there's the time frames right below it. So that means mm. that those have to have bullish push to the upside. So I try to enter a time, I try to enter the trade that has the engulfing on a fully hour closed candle because that means that every other time frame down below has the bullish momentum as well okay right so so let's just i'm just trying to sort of picture how you do it because because <laughs> so, so, so you're not like i, I mean you're checking your phone every 15 minutes once the level hits or are you or how does do you set alarms yeah. what do you do yeah, yeah, so definitely. So once price gets to that area, now it's game time. Now we're looking at the market every 15-minute candles to close, every 30-minute candles to close as we wait for that shift of structure. So I will put my alarm at the area where I'm waiting for it to shift the structure. So it's, I put my alarm on top of a lower high. I needed to break the lower high. And now I'm now I'm actively fully watching the market every, you know, every 15 minutes, every five minutes, just waiting for the retracement, then waiting for the engulfing. The majority right. of the time I'm home. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm home all day, so I'll be here watching. <laughs> and do you ever get like ones where that happen overnight? And what do you do then? Yeah, so I mean, I I I'm in Miami, so the time zone here for London is absolutely brutal. Split right, literally right smack yeah. in the middle at three in the morning. So I, I'm up. I'm up all night. I usually nap during the day. So right now, this would kind of be like my nap time. Yeah. But I'm I'm up during nighttime and I'm up in the morning. And when I'm not trading, I'm just taking a nap and stuff like that but yeah i'm up i'm up i'm actively awake right right okay so you don't really miss them that often um now uh what about like looking at a price chart so you've talked about a few things there i mean if you had to sort of say what was the most important thing to look at what would it be by far i'm gonna do this test by but by far by far by far the most important thing is the trend you take a trade with the trend you don't even need to have a strategy. If you just see, if you know how to read market structure and you know that the weekly, the daily, the four hour, the two hour, the one hour are bullish, just buy it. Don't put a stop loss, don't put a take profit. Try this on a demo account, just buy it. And you will see over the course of the next week or two, you're going to be in profit because the, the trend is going up. You get me? So it's going to probably keep going up. Yeah. Let's say another 50, 100, 200 points or pips, whatever. So the by far the most important thing is the trend, 100%. And do you see anyone else like out there on social media or just like other traders you met that are doing kind of a similar thing to you or is this quite unique? Um, I think I think my approach of being very patient is very unique simply because, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for daily and weekly zones. I feel like a lot of traders out there, the majority of them are day traders or scalpers. So they probably have, you know, lower time frame zones. But I think the principles apply. Trade with the trend buy it an area of interest or it can like i can also be biased by saying that because i don't listen to anybody else out there and it's literally what i preach every single day so i kind of have it like systemized in my head but i can imagine that you have to trade with the trend almost if you're not trading with the trend i can't see anybody being profitable not doing that and and how do you um uh, how do your students get on like so you've got obviously a course and stuff uh, i mean the students that you've got i mean are they getting to the same levels that you're getting? Are they passing funding challenges? Are they doing that sort of thing? I mean, how does how are they getting on? So, I mean, they're getting the same thing that I'm getting because we're all catching the same things together. Uh, everything that I take, it, like, I won't take a trade that I won't send out in the chat. So a trade that I analyzed on Sunday, I put my top four, top five pairs. I'm only taking those trades for the week. I'm not taking a trade outside of those pairs. So whatever trades I'm catching, they're catching as well because mm. they're the ones that are actually in there chatting all day. I try my best to like chip in and out, but there's just too many of them and they just they just talk. They talk about everything. But yeah, they're they're getting the same exact trades that I'm getting. 
hundred percent. And are any of them, or do you see any people that you know come to you and go, oh, look, you know, this didn't work. It didn't work for me. Or like you know, and and they get annoyed and basically for whatever reason that you know they've managed to screw it up because the set and forget is kind of hard to do if you're not used to it. I mean, how do, how does that all play out? Yeah, hundred percent. There's there's guys I've gone in there and they they go crazy after three days and they haven't caught on a trade, and they it's it's a little frustrating for me to have to explain to them that neither have I and neither has anybody else in here in the chat. So you shouldn't be complaining. And those people that they're like that, I just say, hey, bro, here's your money back. You can you can get out. Like, you don't have to be here. You get me? If, if that, that's the approach you're gonna have, we don't we don't want you in here, brother. Respectfully, everybody in here, we're all mature, we're all adults, and we're just here to trade. And the people in there that are like that, I first try to make an explanation. It's like, look, if it's not making sense for you, what are you doing wrong? And the first thing that they always say is like, well, I was trading this other pair. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's what you did wrong. You're trading the pairs outside of the pairs that I put up on the watch list. So you're already wrong from the start. I don't even need to hear the rest. Like, I don't even need to hear what you're going to say. So you're already wrong. So I, I first try and hear them out, see what's going on. And if I just see that they're just being, you know, rubbish, they're just not making any sense. As I like, bro, please go. Go try somewhere else. Mm. Now, now, what do you like? So, somebody who who's uh, been around the traps, uh, they've been in the trading industry for a long time. They're, they're you know trying to make it work, or they they you know they're finding some success. They go and check your Instagram out. Um, they've probably seen a few little things pop up on social media here and there, or you know they've got not not a lot of insight into you as a person and, and what you've done, and maybe they've listened to this interview, um, and they like going, man, this guy's got Lambos everywhere. He's got flash cars and flash lifestyle. I mean, what do you say to the guys that like go, this guy's just a course seller. Um, he makes all his money through his courses and and referral commissions and all this sort of stuff versus trading. I mean, what what's your sort of view on that and how do you how do you sort of respond? I mean, I, I totally understand them. I was definitely one of those guys as well at the beginning. That's why it took me so long to actually buy a course. I was in complete denial. I never wanted to buy anybody's course. That's why it took me about a year and a half, like a year, year and a half to buy somebody's course because I don't want to pay this person that's already rich money to get their education. I just didn't want to do it. And uh, later, did I, later, I realized that if it had not been for that, I would have never been here. But to the people that say that, I say, I mean, obviously, I make money from selling courses. If I have, let's say, a thousand people in the chat that they pay me one time, a thousand five hundred, I made one point five million. Obviously, right? It doesn't take much, much, you know, math to do that. Mm. Now, is that does that mean that I only make money from courses and not trading? Absolutely not. Because if I didn't know what I was talking about or I wasn't good at what I do, nobody would pay me that money. Nobody would join. Nobody would, you know, leave testimonials. Nobody would follow the set and forget. Nobody would follow me. Nobody would like what I do. Nobody would react. Nobody would comment. And the reason that people do that is because I clearly know what I'm doing. So the people that think that I'm a course seller, that I definitely sell a course. Yes. And do I make money off of it? Yes. Right. Cause it has a price point. Now that's all I do. I'm not like the majority of these other guys that they're going to sell you signals. They're going to sell you a bot. They're going to sell you a this or that, a broker affiliation. I don't, I don't do anything else outside of the course and I market a funding company. Now, the people out there that they do all that stuff, I salute them, power to them. I think it's an amazing opportunity for them to capitalize off of their social medias. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong to it. And I think for that reason is why I, my following has grown a lot more than a lot of, than, than a lot of other people. It's because I'm not constantly like pushing something down people's throat. I just keep it very simple. You want to catch the tra same trades that I catch the chats there. If you want it, cool. If you don't cool, like I don't, I don't need it. You get me. And to the people that think that I, I I'm only making money from courses or selling, which is like, it's a little bit of, of people, which is, you know, it's probably like the first people inside that I guess the first grasp into the niche. Um, I understand you guys, you know, I was there once and there's definitely money being made in the courses and the education space, but I can guarantee you, I wouldn't be making money in the education space or the courses if I didn't know what I was talking about or I had some type of results. So, mm -hmm. yeah, look, it's, it's a good, it's a good answer. Like, I mean, to be fair, you're, you, you're very transparent because I, I did look at your story today, um, which probably won't, well, definitely won't be there when, you know, people go and have a check it, check it out when this goes live. But, you know, you did post a big loss, which isn't, you know, like the, Hey, look, this is the blues everywhere. I'm a meta trader account kind of thing. So very transparent. Um, right. Let's, uh, finish up with uh, the, these longer form questions. If there was one thing you'd recommend somebody spend the next month mastering, what would it be? 
If I were to recommend somebody the next thing to master, um, around trading, I say it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, in trading, yeah, I say it's learn how to read the market. A lot of people think they know how to read the market, and they don't. They think just because they can mark off, you know, a trend line or support and resistance zone, they think they know how to read the market. I think it's actually know how to read the higher lows, learn how to read the higher highs, learn how to actually read the market structure. Once you learn how to read the market structure. Now you're going to learn how to identify the trend. And then, you know, the rest is will be history if you do that the right way. So you should learn how to master how to read the market. Forget about trading. Forget about making money. Forget about entries. Forget about stop loss, take profits. Forget about all of that stuff. Just understand the momentum of the market and where it's going. Once mm -hmm. you understand the overall direction of where the market is going and you see it happen time and time again, then you can focus on entering the market with it, but you have to understand it first. Yeah, it's a good answer because I, I mean, a lot of people do say, you know, get your mindset right, blah, blah, blah. But I think if you don't have a fundamental understanding of the, what the market's doing and the yeah. price, yeah. it doesn't matter what your mindset is because you yeah. get your mindset yeah. right, but you're still going in and going, well, I still don't know what's going on. So my trade could potentially be a bad trade. Yeah. Like once you once you once you start seeing the same thing happen over and over again, your mindset will fix will fix itself because now you're more confident and you know you 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 feel like you have an edge, but you can't feel like positive or have an edge unless you have your mindset right. Just learn how to read the market, and once you learn how to actually understand it, everything will eventually follow. Right, we're going to dive into the quick fire rounds here. So, uh, do you want to give us your recommended trading book or resource? Do I even have? Well, definitely trading book number one, Candlestick Bible. You have to read the Candlestick Bible. Without reading the Candlestick Bible, you won't know entry signals. You won't know reversal patterns. You won't know anything. Read the Candlestick Bible. And then after that, once you are about a year and a half into your journey, don't read this book. If you're not a year and a half into your journey, read Trading in the Zone. And that's it. But don't read trading in the zone if you just got started. It's not going to make sense because you haven't gone through enough experiences for what Mark Douglas is about to tell you for it to make sense to you. So you need to be, you have to go through some losses. You have to be lost in trading. You have to be struggling and just not making any sense. Then you read that book. Right. Awesome. Now, um, what about your preferred broker, trading platform and prop firm? Look, folks, I know you want the answer to this question. Which broker is this trader using? Now, the answer has been sponsored by Black Bull Markets. So to find the answer out, you're going to need to go over to tradingnut.com, find the show notes page for this guest, and then all will be revealed. Can you walk us through your worst ever trade? My worst ever trade? I don't think there's I don't think there's a worst ever trade. I think there's just a worst time. Like I, I don't think I've had like one loss where I'm like, right. damn, I, rem I don't really remember losses. I don't, I don't know why. What about the worst time and what happened during that worst time that from like a, I suppose, personal, emotional kind of point of view? Yeah, I actually documented and I posted it the other day. This was probably four and a half years ago, I think, or almost three years, three and a half years ago, where I took 21 losses in a row. I had a personal account with $25,000 in Oanda. That was some, some of the money that I withdrew from the payout and I put it into Oanda and I'm trading in Oanda and I took a 21 trade loss where I blew a lot of my personal capital. And and do you, did you work out why you managed to get such a losing streak? Yeah, so I mean, it was a mix of, you know, wanting to scale the account really fast. And then also, I guess, I don't like to blame the markets ever, right? But, you know, we all do know the market does move in cycles. It has some slow times and it has some amazing times. And I got caught into that bad time with having the mindset of wanting to scale really fast and just wanting to risk more and just being impatient. But I'm not going to put the blame on the market. I'll just put the responsibility on me. And it was simply because I thought I was the king of the world because I was, you know, winning and I, I thought I had that profitable trader badge when I really didn't. So I, I did because I did get a payout, but I just thought I was invincible at that point and I just wanted to scale and it, I got humbled very fast. All right. Okay. Now um, to finish off, what, uh, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? One piece of advice. Is it a word or a sentence? Uh, or? It's a more of a more of a like a, a sort of leading, um, I don't know, mentoring kind of thing. Something if if you see it like here's here's one little thing that I would want to impart on you to walk away with. This is what it would be. I, 
I got it. And this is this is what it did it for me. Warren Buffett said this. Let's say every single trader, when they come into trading, they get a, a punch card, right? So every single trader, when they first start their trading career, before they trade, before they do anything, they get a punch card. And in that punch card, you have a total of 20 punches, meaning you can only take 20 trades in your whole entire life that you're going to be trading. I can guarantee you, you're going to be very selective about every single trade you take. You're not going to just lose all your punches and not have enough money to be successful. So treat your trading career as if you only had those 20 punches to take a trade. Every single time you take a trade, it's one less, meaning you only have now 19 trades to build your wealth to make money. So don't come into trading thinking you have unlimited punches because then that way you will end up making unlimited amount of mistakes. Trade, take trading as if you were to have limited amount of opportunities so you make unlimited amount of money. What a great way to end the show. That's fantastic <laughs> advice. Absolutely fantastic. Now, before we wrap up, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you? I mean, yeah, you can reach out to my Instagram. It's FXAlexG. Or you can check out my YouTube. It's FXAlexG as well. It's my Instagram and my YouTube. Well, look, a big thank you to Alex G for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all those links, are going to be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Alex G in the search box on tradingnut.com or click the link below the video here or podcast description. Until next time, wish all my tra uh, listeners happy uh, trading happiness and success. Tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts? Introducing my Robot Builders Club. With our platform, you can build bots in minutes, not weeks, without any coding required. Get lifetime access to my video course, VIP community, and over 40 ready-made robots. Works with MT4 or MT5, and as a bonus, you'll get three months access to my robot lab, where we build and test bots on live calls every week. Join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter, not harder. Click the link in the description to learn more, get the free training, and download a free robot. All right, folks, there you have an interview done and dusted with Alex. Now, if you do want to check out what he actually does on a price chart and learn the strategy he used to make these tremendous feats of trading, then head over to the YouTube channel. It's over there, along with the live stream, so you can check those out and the Blue Guardian challenge that we're taking in those recaps where you get to get a bit of an insight into what I do across the trading week. So uh, other things going on here, remember we've got the Mystery Trader, go and check that out on the Telegram. All these links are under the video and don't forget, you can get yourself your hands on some trader keys uh, if you sign up to Black Bull and go into the prize draw to win the merch pack. All right, folks, enough from me. I'll let you get on with the trading week and we'll see you in the next episode.